Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Here we go, here we go. Comedy alive from the greatest country in the world, broadcasting from the tippy top of the world-famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who is not lying about the price of gas in this country. Joe Biden telling reporters that lots of states are below $3 a gallon. That is a fact check false. In fact, there are no states, zero, where the average is that low. But as prices rise for the first time in 99 days, the media jumping in and trying to blame Mother Nature. Come on, don't bullshit me. We are going to talk crime, gas, inflation, and other things that weren't spiking when Biden took over. Uh, Herschel Walker is going to be here to take part in this shindig. Brian Brenberg, Econ Wiz, as well as your fine self. 888-788-9910. You know the deal. It's Tuesday. We're fired up. The only rule we ever adhere to on this show. Uh, I don't even think we always adhere to this, but we try. We say you can be a Republican, you can be a Democrat, just don't be a... Quick comedy plug off the top, and then we have some adulting to do today. I know. It's Tuesday. I'm in a pretty loopy mood. I was up watching Monday Night Football, uh, New York Giants. Not exactly... Not the best, uh, if you you bet the Giants. Uh, Aaron Judge also did not break the American League home run record last night, much to the chagrin of myself and Lincoln Fela, who were screaming at our TV. Uh, But it wasn't the only place I wound up screaming at my TV last night. I'll get into that in a second. But really quickly, because these dates are coming up fast. Uh, Friday, October the 7th, that's a week from this Friday, we will be at the Cape Brewing Company. That is in Tulsa, Oklahoma. We're partnering with the legendary KRMG, who carries the show. Uh, We're doing a meet and greet from 4 to 6 p.m. It is next Friday, October the 7th, if you're listening on KRMG. Come hang out with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. You can get the tickets on the KRMG app. They're free. The station did a nice thing. It's a class organization. What can I tell you? I got to put on my nice T-shirt for that one. Got to iron my old Navy jeans for that kind of shindig. But no, it's going to be a good one. We hope you can make it. And Saturday, October the 8th, that's the big stand-up show, uh, partnering with 96.9 The Eagle. will be at the Chisholm Trail Expo Center in Enid, Oklahoma, just outside of OKC. That is a 7 p.m. show. You can get those tickets at TicketStorm.com. TicketStorm.com to come hang out with Jimmy Fallon. Watch me tell a bunch of jokes I could never tell on the air, or I would get fired in a second. <laughs> I admire your honesty. <laughs> That's what stand-up is for me. Don't forget, I'm a, I'm a feral cat, you know. I came up driving a cab in show business. You can say anything you wanted, okay? Now you're on broadcast TV and radio. You got to play a little defense. So when I go on and do a stand-up show, it's kind of like the Amish Rum Springer. You know, when they let the kid off the farm and let him try electricity and other vices and see if he likes it, uh, that's what we do. And then at the end of two or three days, we always come running back to Fox News where we're safe because uh, I do not belong out there in the real world. I'm a mess. Okay, but we talk about the real world. Why? Because uh, this Hurricane Ian story, I'm obviously, you know, very concerned. Uh, It hit Cuba as a Category 3. It could intensify as high as a Category 4 and hit Florida, where the evacuation uh, order has already been given. Uh, And it's, you know, heavy stuff. We're going to process it. We're going to cover it. We're going to update it in real time with help from our friends at the Fox News Weather Department. Uh, And we're going to hope that everybody gets out of there safe and sound and in one piece, uh, because this is one of those moments of real life where you got to put politics aside 
And you've really just got to prioritize the humanity. So if you're down there in Florida, if you're listening on HBO in Tampa uh, or any of our affiliates down there, we're thinking about you guys. Uh, And if there's anything we can do to help, uh, it goes without saying. You call up at 888-788-9910. If you need any favors whatsoever, just don't even hesitate. I will send Mikey to work right away. I'm not doing anything, but Mikey will get out there. Uh, Meanwhile, Hurricane Biden wrecking havoc on our economy. We've got a stock market down 7 Point six trillion dollars, and now gas prices going up again. Biden is such a disaster. And again, to the president's credit, they have been down for ninety nine days. They have been artificially lowered because we went out and we depleted our strategic energy reserves. Something set aside for oh, I don't know, a war or yes, an act of God, uh, Mother Nature, a storm such as Hurricane Ian that could potentially disrupt our supply chains. We're supposed to have a strategic energy reserve for exactly that. We went out and released a million barrels a day for reasons having nothing to do with either. That's stupid. Use your common sense. Fortunately, and I do say fortunately, uh, Hurricane Ian is not on a trajectory to harm us in any way in terms of fuel prices, but that did not stop people over at the Hill from trying to use the hurricane as a human shield for Joe Biden as gas prices start to tick up before the midterms. The media is a bunch of losers. Let me read you this, because this is this is exactly what goes on. This is why people don't trust the media. This is why people are so disgusted by politics. This is why my show sounds as ridiculous as it does. It's because I look out at the world and I realize, like, everybody is on the verge of snapping. So somebody's got to have a way to give you this hard news, you know, a way to put your vitamins in your applesauce so you can gulp down all of these negative headlines but not feel so toxic when you're actually out there doing it. That's my job, you know. It's not an easy one. But while everybody else is screaming and yelling and fire and brimstone, we very much are just trying to, you know, hey, the world's on fire. We're trying to hold things together by roasting some radio marshmallows. You got some big testicles to pull this off, bro. Well, nobody has a bigger set of those than these maniacs over at the Hill. Here is the article. The article is titled Rising Gas Prices. Is Hurricane Ian to blame? The answer would be no. No, not even a little. But this is the problem with the media is most folks are only going to read the headline. That's what they're hoping for. They're hoping to give ammo to the people that are out there shilling for this administration. Well, of course they're going up. We've got a hurricane. That's a hurricane. It's a mess. Okay. But here's everything you need to know about the hurricane. Okay. According to AAA, the national gas average right now is at 373 a gallon. Whereas on September 21st, the average was at 368 a gallon which means it's gone up five cents in the past week. Uh Uh-oh, I'm in trouble. Okay, but here we go. Here's the headline. The nation saw falling gas prices for 99 straight days over the summer, but now gas prices have gone up four cents, according to them, over the past week, and people are anxious that Hurricane Ian might be to blame. But don't worry just yet. AAA told News Nation that gas prices are going up slightly because of refinery issues on the West Coast and in the Midwest, not because of the hurricane headed towards Florida. There was even a fire at one of the refineries in Ohio last week, which killed two workers, sadly. Uh, However, the refinery is expected to be back up and running within a week. 
Gas prices also rose the same day as the Federal Reserve announced another interest rate hike as part of an effort to ease inflation and keep the nation from entering a recession. AAA said Hurricane Ian won't have an impact on gas prices because the storm would have to head toward the refineries near Texas and Louisiana instead of Florida. That's AAA's reporting. But, of course, the Hill wants you to believe, well, this storm, that's why the prices are going to go up. Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. But I don't know, you know, who's more shameless in this moment. You got the Hill out there knowing we're 42 days from the midterms, knowing the number one concern for voters is inflation and the economy. They're trying to insulate Biden against any blowback from the fact that these gas prices are about to rise. But understand, it's not the hurricane that's making them rise. Okay, we declared war on domestic energy production in this country. And as you're about to hear in these Biden clips, okay, this, you know, relentless commitment to green energy, okay, is putting us on the wrong end of supply and demand. And it's hitting people right in the wallet. But I want to give you these Biden clips because it starts off with a this is a five Pinocchio or is it four Pinocchios in the Washington Post? I don't know that they have a fifth Pinocchio like they stop Pinocchioing. It's not like the Fast and the Furious where they make 28 of them or the Mission Impossible franchise. We're up to Mission Impossible seven. Like, isn't that a little false advertising at this point? If we've pulled off the mission the first six times. I don't know that the mission's really impossible. I think he's got a point. I mean, mission, you know, difficult. You know, mission highly improbable, but doable with a little luck. Like, I can get behind that, but mission impossible. If you're making the seventh one, at this point, the only thing impossible is taking Joe Biden seriously. Because here he is telling us that in a few states, gas is down. Gas is down below three bucks. Okay, according to AAA... The lowest average price in the country is right down there. It's at $3.04 a gallon. That is in the great state of Mississippi. But there is no state where gas is averaging below 3 bucks. But that didn't stop Biden from trying to shill. Here it is, clip one. We've made historic progress. We've made historic progress. With the price of gas down $1.30 since the beginning of the summer, in some few states, it's below 3 bucks. It's, you know, in the low threes, most places, all there's some fires and some other problems that have to do with refining capacity in, uh, in the far west and middle west. But we're going to deal with that as well. You're a bald-faced liar. A liar. Now listen, he's telling the truth about the fires. He's telling the truth about refinery capacity in some instances. But the fact remains, gas is not below three bucks on average any state in this country. Is it down? Yes. Do we actually plan for it to stay down? The answer would be no. Not even a little. Things are trending back up. But here he is, okay, once again, because you got to understand, the politics always become come before the people. Okay, they know what direction gas prices are going in. They're technically up five cents. If the national average was 368 last week and it's 373 this week, it's a five cent increase. Okay, I went to community college. I didn't particularly apply myself, but I can make the jump there. It is a five cent increase. Okay, but understand, knowing that things are trending up, he's already starting his war on mom and pop gas stations, saying, oh, you got to drop prices. Yo, the average gas station. Okay, 95% of the gas stations you go to in this country are owned by a family. They are a small business. They turn a profit of two cents a gallon. Whether you got gas at 509 or you got gas at 315, they're making an average of about two cents a gallon. 
So when it comes to the price of gas, the mom and pops busting their asses to hold these stores together aren't the reason you're paying more money. Correct the mundo. But here is Biden going right in on them because he knows the prices are about to go back up and he doesn't want to take the heat. Clip two. We haven't seen the lower prices reflected in the pump, though. <clears throat> Meanwhile, oil and gas companies are still making record profits, billions of dollars in profit. To the companies running gas stations and setting those prices in the pump, bring down the prices you're charging in the pump to reflect the cost you pay for the product. Do it now. Do it now. Not a month from now. Do it now. Oh, Lordy Lord, he's desperate. Very desperate. Gas stations are saying those prices is the pump, bringing down the prices you're charging in a country like the cost you pay for the product. Do it now. Okay, the price of gas is determined by supply and demand. Okay, the war on mom and pop gas stations, that's determined by a clown in the White House who's more concerned with the political hit he's going to take at the polls than the financial hit that you're going to take in your wallet. Girls send Biden to bed early because he's really old and he's senile. He makes up so much crap, the country's worried. He's lying like it's going out of style. You can't hide Joe Biden's lies For a while they made some tried I thought by now they'd realize There ain't no way to hide Joe Biden's lies Don't go anywhere. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We'll be right back. All right. This one's for the fellas who want to tap the brakes on the aging process. How do you do that, Jimbo? We're talking about Nugenics Total T. Okay. Every day that passes by is a day that you lose testosterone, which means less muscle, less energy, less get up and go in the bedroom. That doesn't sound any fun. But are you really ready to lose your shape, your muscle, maybe even in your energy? You don't have to. Okay, you can slow it down with Nugenics Total Tea. Nugenics Total Tea, it'll boost free and total testosterone, and it'll help you get the old fire back at work, in the gym, in the bedroom. How about it? Nugenics Total Tea Testosterone Booster has Testafin, which will boost your testosterone. You know, the man hormone. How about more of that? You can try Nugenics Total Tea before you buy. There's nothing to lose, everything to gain. Now get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea when you text 231-231 and enter the keyword Jimmy. Text now. You'll get a bottle of Nugenics Thermo X, the newest and most powerful fat incinerator ever, with key ingredients to help you lose fat fast and get lean fast. It is absolutely free. Your complimentary sample available to you if you text 231-231 and enter keyword Jimmy. It's 231-231 and you enter the keyword Jimmy. Texting enrolls you in a recurring automated text messages. Consent not required to purchase. Message and data rates may apply. Oh, girl, 
It is Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon. Playing you some Biden sound. Here he was at the Global Citizen Festival. Beamed into the middle of the concert. If you remember, this is where Nancy Pelosi got booed off the stage. Nancy Pelosi is a total dingbat. If you actually missed that video, for real, it's on the Fox Across America Facebook page. I covered it on America's Newsroom yesterday with Bill Hammer and Julie Banderas. And uh, it's a pretty funny clip because Nancy Pelosi interrupts a concert to start giving them a, a big speech about climate change and pollution. I'm like, yo, you're in the middle of Central Park at 10 o'clock on a Saturday night. The only green energy anybody cares about is being inhaled into their lungs. That's true. That is true. But here is Biden bragging about signing the biggest climate bill in history, which, oh, by the way, happens to be why the price of gas is going up. But here it is. Clip three. Last month, I signed the biggest climate bill in history, the biggest ever, $369 billion to slash emissions by nearly half. This is a whole new chapter for America and and for the planet. We have to do a lot more. I pledge $11 billion a year to help poor countries fight climate change. Working with Congress, with your help, we can get this done. The man is insane. He's not responsible for himself. It really is. This whole presidency is just an iTunes user agreement. They tell him to just scroll to the bottom and click, I agree. Hey, we're sending $11 billion out to poor countries. Their leaders need another slush fund. Come on, we've got to send it. Climate change. Does anybody audit any of this money to ask where it winds up? Like, understand that according to the U.N., Ukraine is the most corrupt government on the planet. They're number one. They're ranked number one. Like, if this is the college football playoff and the polls come out every morning, Ukraine is the Alabama of corruption. And we have sent them about $60 billion. This could be a problem. I'm not saying, like, Putin's a good guy and I'm, like, a Kremlin operative and I'm, like, on his side. I'm just saying if someone is considered the Alabama of corruption and we're sending them $60 billion at a time when 65% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck, I think we're within our rights. To, oh, I don't know, maybe ask a couple of questions about this sort of thing. That is correct. Okay, but nobody's asking that question. Biden bragging about, oh, we passed the biggest climate bill in history. I mean, again, I've said this before, but isn't it a little ridiculous that they're bragging about passing the biggest climate change bill in history, yet they didn't bill it as a climate change bill? They billed it as what? Inflation reduction. We're passing this bill to deflate inflation. But they're not actually doing that. The CBO flat out says that bill will drive up inflation. But they Trojan horsed climate change in. And now they're bragging like it was something any of us wanted. Okay, nobody wanted. Nobody was asking for a climate change bill. Nobody needed three hundred and fifty nine billion dollars in climate change. Nobody needed another eleven billion dollars sent to poor countries for climate change. That's the hook. Biden cares so much about poor countries. He's actually turning us into one. When you're right, you're right. And you're right. And again, nobody asked for any of this. That's the problem. But when he says, well, we biggest bill in history. Yeah, that's why the gas price is going up. It's not because of a hurricane. It's not because of Putin's price hike. Do you understand? The price of gas is now up five cents in the past week. The hurricane hasn't hit yet. And oh, by the way, thankfully, by the grace of God, the refineries aren't in the path of the hurricane. But make no mistake about it. When the hurricane hits and the gas prices continue to spike, every single person in the media will be like, see, they got Biden. This guy can't catch 
a break. The media is a bunch of losers. They really are. It's the morning show that uh, overslept Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes, it is. The big Tuesday episode of the show. Herschel Walker is going to be here. GOP candidate for Senate, the great state of Florida. He's going to be joining us. We're going to discuss crime. We're going to discuss the border. More dopey comments on abortion out of Stacey Abrams. Stacey Abrams is full of Is she ever. Uh, but I, nobody, as Lincoln Fallon just said, nobody is more full of than Corrine Jean-Pierre, the diversity hire serving as our White House press secretary. She was pressed yesterday on crime. Peter Ducey specifically asked her if America's big cities are safe. Uh, and here is her attempt at a tap dance that re- I mean, I got to tell you, if Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers are up in heaven watching White House press briefings, they're like, man, that girl is good. I mean, we could tap dance, but holy heck, this is something else. Like she might as well do singing in the rain while she's at it. Here it is. Clip five. Does President Biden think America's big cities are safe? Can you say more? Well, we know that thefts and robberies are up about 20% in the first half of this year, so I'm wondering if he thinks America's big cities are safe. Are you talking about the New York Times story specifically? Or yeah, is that what you're referring to? The murder rate is still 30% above its 2019 level. They're all from the Council on Criminal Justice. So I'll, I'll say this. Um, that same story also... Uh, stated that the crime is complicated and multifaceted. Uh, Look, this is a president uh, who has secured historic funding uh, to make sure that uh, law enforcement has what it needs. Don't change the subject. Just answer the question. No, she's not answering the question. Did you hear that again? I just I highlight this stuff a lot. You know, you'll hear me say something a lot. I say, oh, they're more concerned about the politics than the people. And I say that a lot. Why? Because it's true. What can I tell you, kid? You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Okay, understand what Peter Ducey just said. Robberies are up 20% in the first half of the year. That can't be good. Okay, but what else did he say? The murder rate is 30% above... It's 2019 level. Everything sucks in Mr. Biden's neighborhood. It sucks and it's not safe. Okay, what is her concern when confronted with those statistics? Her concern is, well, if you read the same story that told you about spiking robberies and murders, it also said crime is complicated. (laughs) I I repeat. Don't change the subject. Just answer the question she's not answering the question you want to know why because the old adage this is the old adage they say in politics is you always answer the question you want to answer okay not the question you were asked the question you were asked is are america's big cities safe did she answer that question the answer would be no no she didn't she answered the question she wanted to answer which is, well, crime is, is crime complicated? Is the president allocating money towards police? That's the question she answered. Okay, she did not answer the question of are our big cities safe? And when she did get pressed into a corner, she adds, it's not a yes or no question. Oh, really? Here it is, clip six. So I guess just the original question, does President Biden think America's big cities are safe? It, it, is, not, it is not a... Um 
It is not a yes or no question. It is very much a question of what has he done? What matters is that we have the funding and we have done the work, put the policy forward uh, to make sure that these cities, whether it's big or small, have what they need to protect their community. Girl, please stop talking right now. Do you understand? I Again, I'm not trying to harp, man. I, I don't want to be redundant. But there's a, certain things in politics, there's certain things in our lives that matter. Like, I don't obsess over, like, Twitter wars or, like, Marjorie Taylor Greene said something crazy. Let's do an hour on it. Or AOC made another dumb statement on Instagram. AOC is a dope. Okay, we know those things. I try to harp on issues that affect you. Crime is an issue that affects you, whether you're a Republican or a Democrat. Don't ever forget, this is not a conservative talk show. It is an American talk show. I'm not an activist. I'm a talk show host. I want to discuss these issues from a standpoint that affects all of us, that maybe represents an opportunity, one of the rare forums left in media, where people can agree to disagree in the name of trying to make progress. When Corrine Jean-Pierre says it's crime is not a yes or no question, okay, the question is, what has he done to make sure that cities, it doesn't matter if it's big or small, it doesn't matter if it's red or blue. What matters is that we have the funding. Okay, I got to be honest with you. That's not what matters. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. Yo, if robberies are up 20% and murders are up 30%, there's nobody getting mugged or killed. That's going, oh, but more importantly, the funding's there in Washington. Bingo. That's not happening. Do you understand? That's not what matters. It's what matters to them is how do I get out of this uncomfortable exchange with a reporter in a way that will reflect favorably on our administration? This is politics as usual. That's all it is. Okay, but what matters? Yeah, great. Okay, throw some money at the cops. They certainly deserve it. We cut police budgets. This party advanced a narrative that cops were a bigger threat to the communities than the criminals they were sworn to protect us against, which is the, you know, you talk about weapons grade stupidity. But again and again and again, what is the concern? Is crime, okay, so far up that America's big cities are not safe? She says to Peter Ducey, that doesn't matter. Wait, what? If you're walking down the street tonight with your kids, whether or not it's safe doesn't matter. Again, this I highlight this because you need to understand. Okay, there's a lot of people running for a lot of offices. You can't elect politicians. You got to elect people. You really got to get into the character of the human being you're dealing with. And get a feel, get a gauge for whether or not they truly care about people or they truly care about power. Because if they care about power, you get what we have in Washington right now, which is a bunch of people telling you it doesn't matter if the cities are safe. What matters is whether or not we have funding. Are we doing our job? That's what matters. Don't get mad at us. You might get mugged, but don't get mad at me. That's the wrong way to look at crime. Doesn't matter if you're a Republican or a Democrat. And understand, okay, because I don't want anybody listening right now to think, well, if the Republicans got back in power, you know, Jimmy's going to give them a free pass. Yeah, if the Republicans are back in power and they do what the Democrats are doing, I'm going to get dragged out of here for losing my mind and cursing on the air because this is a brazen dereliction of duty when it comes to protecting the American people. And it's no different at the border. Let me give you this. This is a great study that's out today that you are never going to hear about anywhere, I mean anywhere in media, 
besides the Fox platform. You will not hear this anywhere. It's a CBS YouGov survey. It finds a majority of Americans, majority of registered voters, approve of Ron DeSantis sending illegal immigrants to Democratic cities. Oh, wow. Okay, we were told this is human trafficking. Come on, this is inhumane. It's a humanitarian crisis. So I guess that means a majority of Americans are now human traffickers? This is totally false. Of course they're not. It's just a majority of Americans who want the people in power to actually pay attention to the real humanitarian crisis. Think about that. Okay, what's going on at the border right now? Fentanyl deaths. They're killing everybody's kids. It's the leading cause of adult death in this country between the ages of 18 and 45. Fentanyl doesn't know if you're a Republican or a Democrat. This should be our top concern as a country. There's a poison coming into the country that's killing Americans in record numbers. We're not talking about it. We're trying to repurpose the conversation as, oh, DeSantis is a white supremacist. Look at the human trafficking going on. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, real human trafficking is a billion-dollar industry at our southern border where people are getting smuggled in in tractor trailers, 53 of whom suffocated to death outside San Antonio, did not get a word, not a word out of that from the media. Journalism in this country is dead and buried. But think about it. Just think about it. Not a word about 53 migrants suffocating in a tractor trailer. Most people didn't even know that was a story. But when 50 of them got put into an air-conditioned bus and sent up to Martha's Vineyard, oh, the humanity! That's why I don't read the newspaper, because it's garbage. And the editor that let it come out is garbage. Straight garbage. Okay, the media's job is to hold people in power accountable. That's their job. That's the point of a free press. We have a media now, I talked about it earlier, that's just a human shield for the Democratic Party. Okay, we literally, there's a piece in the Hill right now telling you that Hurricane Ian is to blame for rising gas prices. Number one, Hurricane Ian hasn't hit landfall. Number two, none of our refineries are in the path of Hurricane Ian. The piece buried at the bottom goes on to admit it's not responsible. But they just throw the headline out there. Why? Because most people read the headline. Their emotions become their facts. Well, we want the Democrats to win. We like Joe Biden. So they've fed me this headline that Hurricane Ian's the problem. So anytime a Republican says something about gas, we can just be like, oh, Hurricane Ian. Yeah, you don't understand. It's bad. I read it in the Hill. Yo, if you disagree with me right now, you're not my enemy. I'm not mad at you. I don't consider you, like, worthy of scorn. I'm not going to chase you out of a restaurant. I might, steal a couple of your, I might steal a couple of your French fries if we're being honest. Don't you have any respect for yourself? No, I'm so hungry. But this is the whole scam. And when it comes to the border, here's the survey. Okay. 51% of registered voters... Approve of sending illegal immigrants to Democratic cities. Forty nine percent disapprove. OK, so it's a thin divide. And I want to be upfront about that. But you understand the reason they approve is 88 percent say it is an effective way of bringing attention to the issue of illegal immigration. What the Democrats want you to believe is it's inhumane because, you know, they were living so good on the streets down in Eagle Pass, Texas, down in McAllen. They, you know, they're having such a nice time down in Del Rio, Texas. You know, you're sleeping under a bridge with 10,000 other people with nothing to eat. These are the salad days. Old DeSantis had to come along and send them to the richest vacation community in America. Come on, man. You can't do stuff like that. That's what they said. Okay, but understand, along party lines, 
Only 20% of Democrats approve, approve of relocating migrants. It's 87% of Republicans. Okay? But the Democrats consider relocating migrants inhumane. But what's odd is they have nothing to say to the actual people suffocating, the actual women getting sexually assaulted, the actual people overdosing on fentanyl. We're above 115,000 on that number this year. Okay, but they're not concerned about that humanitarian crisis. Why? Because that humanitarian crisis hasn't been discussed by the media, so it's not a political liability for them. Okay, it is in reality if we discuss it. That's why they're making such an effort not to discuss it. They're putting all the focus on what? Oh, well, DeSantis is bussing migrants. Abbott's bussing migrants. People aren't a pawn. They're not chess pieces. Come on, man. This is human trafficking. Yeah, tell that to the victims of actual human trafficking. And understand that our own border has testified under oath, our own Border Patrol, that they have lost operational control of three sectors of the border. It's the reason why the border agents and the ICE agents want us to build a border wall. It's not because they're a bunch of racists. It's a minority-majority border patrol, meaning the the majority of our border patrol are not white guys sitting around biased against Latinos and everything else that comes into this country, everyone else, every other race. Okay, we have members of the terror watch group, uh, watch list getting apprehended at the border, and those are the ones we know of. We're not counting the ones that have gotten away. Okay, but we do know two million people have come across our border that we know of, which is an all time record in this country. Biden sucks. Okay, and one of the reasons he sucks as much as he did is because political opposition comes with a basic decency. And what I mean by that is if there's something out there that really is for the greater good of Americans, you know, like a border wall. Okay, understand both political parties have voted in the past for border wall funding. They voted for it under George W. Bush, and they voted for it under Barack Obama. I don't see you doing any better in the booty department. But they did, okay? Walls were never racist before Trump came down the escalator and said, build a wall. But at the point that he did, it became a wedge issue where they started yelling platitudes like, we should be building bridges and not walls. What does that even mean, okay? The wall, the border. The front door of your house. You don't lock your door at night because you're racist. You lock your door because you want to know who's coming in and going out. Okay, that's why we wanted a border wall. Okay, yes, there are cities in this country that don't care who comes in. They declare themselves sanctuary cities until the migrants get there, at which point the people of Martha's Vineyard are like, get them out of here. Get them out. The problem is, though, they wouldn't have to be exposed for their levels of hypocrisy. Okay, they wouldn't have to get them out of here and relocate them to a military base if they would have just adhered to the basic decency of political opposition and supported a wall knowing they'd done it before. So there'd be nothing wrong with doing it again.
You're hanging out with Jimmy Fallon on Fox Across America. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. If you've been anywhere on social media in the last 24 hours, you know that Italy has elected a female prime minister. Okay, and, uh, you know, to me, as someone who follows their elections as an American, the most shocking thing to me is that they were able to count all their votes in one day. And everybody comes back at me like, yeah, right, Italy only has 59 million people. America has 330 million. Yeah, but we don't vote in one 330 million person election. We vote in 50 individual state elections. And guess what? All 50 of our states are smaller than the population of Italy, and it still took longer. Correct the mundo. But anyway, everybody in the media wants you to know that they happen to have elected a female fascist, including the folks over at CNN. People aren't buying at CNN, you dumb bastards. And if they were, they're not anymore. Because what CNN did last night is they had Italy's former prime minister, Matteo Renzi, who was prime minister of Italy for four years, uh, who was run against her in elections. And they basically asked him to call her a white supremacist and a fascist and echo their sentiments that this was a threat to democracy, as everyone in the media is telling you, because you know the way this works. If a female leader gets elected as a Democrat, it's historic. If she gets elected as a Republican, it's fascism. You know, unless you have perspective on what real fascism is, as Matteo Renzi does, here he is letting the air out of the CNN balloon. Clip 23. I was against. Georgia Meloni. So I, I'm not the best friend that we grew up together in politics, but we were, we, we are, and will be rival always. At the same time, I think that is not a danger for Italian democracy. Uh, she is uh, my rival. I, I'm rival. We will continue to uh, fight each other. But the ideas are now there is a risk of fascism in Italy is absolutely fake news. Did you catch that? The threat that it's fascism is absolutely fake news. Here's the CNN control room listening in on that clip. No! <laughs> oh, no, no! CNN is the worst. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, you bet it is. And we are fired up. For this Tuesday episode of Fox Across America, we're bringing you an embarrassment of radio riches. Herschel Walker, former Heisman Trophy winner, NFL superstar, GOP candidate for Senate in the great state of Georgia, is going to discuss his opponent, Raphael Warnock. This guy's a serious ass. A lot of people feel that way, but we'll keep it family friendly. We're also going to talk with Brian Brenberg in this hour. He's, of course, an econ professor at the King's College. He is a Fox News contributor. And he will be joining us to weigh in on a new report that 71 percent of Americans say their salaries are not keeping up with inflation. Okay, meaning long story short, not only are people looking for additional work, but we are now living in the golden age of women selling pictures of their bodies on OnlyFans. Hubba, hubba. I think when Biden talks about job creation, that's what he's talking about. Look at all of these jobs. Look at all of these people. Out there getting naked on the Internet every day. That's that's what they're creating in terms of jobs. It's bad. okay. and I only joke about it because, you know, the way it works. Comedy for a lot of us is a coping mechanism. You know, when crazy stuff is going on, 
Sometimes you laugh at it because it gives you four or five seconds where you don't really feel the torment takes the power away. I mean, it's crazy. I'm not going to get sidetracked, but it is unfathomable to people listening to this show around the country. We're on 115 stations around the country and people listen to the podcast around the world. It is unfathomable to any of you in the year 2022 that way back in 2001, when New York City was hit by the September 11th attacks, I, again, this is unfathomable to you today in 2022. But when the comedy clubs reopened in September of 2001, every single comedian was doing jokes about the tragedy. We weren't making fun of the victims, obviously, but we were finding things to laugh at because the people coming out to comedy clubs needed to cope. That sense of community, that sense of, hey, you know, we're resilient. You know, they took away so much, but they didn't take away, you know, our pursuit of joy, you know, our ability to laugh, our ability to find purpose in this life. And so everybody that got on a stage, every big name comic you can think of that was a Live at the time and performing. Again, they weren't mocking the victims, but they were very much mocking the politicians, the news coverage, the terrorists, and everything in between because it's how we got through the chaos. I mean, that's the whole point of Fox Across America in a roundabout way. It's a three hour coping mechanism. The world's on fire. You know, we come out, we laugh, we play song parodies, I bring on my crazy kid, and uh, we try to take this to a place where we can process the mismanagement of our economy, which is happening on a historic level without going nuts, okay? Because right now, if you look around, most of the country, especially if you're on social media, they're all Michael Douglas in the movie Falling Down. Have you ever seen that movie? The guy's commuting in California, and he just he can't take it anymore. And he finally just snaps in traffic, gets out of his car, and just goes on a spree of screaming at people and getting into fist fights. And he's like just a wrecking ball. And that is very much what most of the country feels like right now when you process all of this de- difficult news. I'm as mad as hell and I'm not going to take this anymore. I'm trying to keep you from that place. That's my job. But right now, okay, when it comes to the economy, Joe Biden not doing his job. I agree with that. Labor Department released a consumer price index report for August. We've covered that in the last few weeks. That was at 8.3% year over year. Okay, that's where it was in August. Now, if you remember, and I really want you to remember, on the day that Labor Department report came out, on the day, the exact same day, the Democrats had a party on the White House lawn with James Taylor singing Fire and Rain as the stock market crashed 1,200 points. They're celebrating inflation reduction on the day when we've gotten the worst inflation numbers in our 40-year history. That was embarrassing. Okay, but it didn't stop them from doing it because they're trying. It's a confidence scheme between now and the midterms. You don't understand. It's going good. We got this under control. Not even close. Okay. Skyrocketing inflation. Here's the report that's out today is forcing some Americans to take drastic action, including working extra hours, applying for second jobs and finding extra gig work to make ends meet. According to a workforce as a service platform called Blue Crew, nearly 70 percent of Americans are looking for extra work to combat inflation. Survey also finds that 85% of Americans report they have changed their spending habits due to inflation, while 72% say it's impacted the way they view their job. 57% have sought out newer additional roles in the past year. Half of surveyed workers plan to take on seasonal jobs during the holidays just to cover their bills. Additionally, 65% of people say they foresee themselves looking for new job opportunities in 2023. We're not done yet. 
New Bank of America-sponsored survey shared with CNN finds that 71% of employees say the cost of living is outpacing their salary and their wages. Biden is such a disaster. That's up from 58% in February. So in last February, 58% of Americans said, hey, the cost of living is outpacing my wages. Now we're at 71%. Okay, survey was taken in mid-July, polled people who participate in 401ks. Oh, by the way, in mid-July, okay, the stock market was a few thousand points higher than it is right now. Joe Biden has shaved 76 trillion dollars off of our stock market since this guy took office. And remember, when this guy took office, the media told us, hey, everybody should feel better now. The adults are back in the room. Anybody who has any um, connection to reality about what is going on around them should have watched that and said, the adults are back in the room. It, it seems as though we have a uh, a professional adult once again in the White House who's just simply doing the work. Really, the, the theme, I would say, is the adults are back. Still, it is a relief to have adults in charge. Now we have adults in the White House. Okay, the adults are back in the room. Um, there is a sense, I think, the world over that the adults have returned. We have an adult in the White House now, and it's glorious. I'm surrounded by idiots. Yeah, it's so glorious to have an adult in the White House where inflation is at a 40-year high, the murder rate is up 30%, robberies are up 20%, and oh, by the way, gas is spiking again. Thank God we got the adults. But again, this is why people hate the media. Okay, it was so much more important to them, so much more important to them to get a Democratic victory than it was to really vet the candidate. Because understand, Joe Biden, if Barack Obama had his way, never would have even gotten the nomination. Don't forget, he didn't endorse Joe Biden until 22 other candidates had dropped out of the race. Tell it like it is. Okay, again, Joe Biden is a guy who served two terms as Barack Obama's vice president. I don't remember that ever happening. But at the end of those two terms, Obama thought so highly of Joe Biden, he talked him out of running for president in 2016. Okay, Joe Biden famously said what? During the 2020 campaign, never underestimate Joe's ability to f*** things up. That's what he said. And let's be clear, I don't agree with Obama on a lot, but you have to agree with him on this one. When it comes to the economy, Joe has things up. But don't tell that to Corrine Jean-Pierre. She's worse than Kamala. Here she is bragging about the life-changing economic gains since Biden took office. Clip four. We're doing everything that we can to give the American public a little bit more breathing room without sacrificing all of the historic gains that we made uh, this past year and life-changing economics gains this country has made over uh, the last 19 months, this past year, year and a half. What would you do with a brain if you had one? Very fair question. Okay, the life-changing economic gains that have been made over the past year and a half. Yo, did you hear the numbers I just read you? This wasn't like some Fox News right-wing get mad at the Democrats survey. Okay, and to be clear, when you read the Fox News polls, they're the most accurate polls on the planet. Okay, we're the only ones who get anything right because we're not oversampling one side or the other. We're not using polls to shape opinion. 
We're using polls to report opinion. What most Democratic polls do, you look at the midterms, we'll talk about this with Herschel Walker in a little while. Herschel Walker's up a couple of points in Georgia right now. You know what that means? That means he's probably up like 10 points in Georgia right now. He knows what he's talking about. Because most of these polls oversample Democrats to get a result they want. They don't report polling to say, hey, this is what people are thinking. They report polling to say, hey, this is what you should think. Look, everybody's voting for this guy. Don't be a dummy and vote for that guy. That's what they do. But stick with me. Okay, 71% of Americans, 71% say inflation is outpacing their salary. And Karine Jean-Pierre just said what? The historic life-changing economic gains we've made in the last year and a half. What the hell is wrong with you? Okay, these are shameless people, man. Shameless. The survey finds that amongst those taking action, looking for extra work, 21% say they're tapping emergency uh, savings to pay bills. 20% are working extra hours. 20% are looking for higher paying jobs. 6% are are resorting to a 401k hardship withdrawal. What are we talking about now? We're now talking about, I mean, this is stunning, okay? 67% of Americans are taking some type of emergency action to get by in this economy. I don't take that lightly, man. I've been so broke for most of my adult life driving a taxi. At one point, we had a couple of bucks in the bank when that job started. Didn't really last long. (laughs) And yes, my whole life has been some type of an emergency action. Okay, and now, you know, you hear me on the radio, you see me on TV, uh, but I can't possibly lose touch with what I survived to get here because the reality is I work in a job where you're one dumb statement from being back there again. Okay, that's just reality. Okay, and, you know, the indifference they show to putting perception over reality, it really does disgust me. When you hear a woman out there, Corrine Jean-Pierre, telling you life-changing economic gains, yo, I just told you basically three-quarters of the country is enduring a financial hardship. And they want you to believe, ah, it's doing so good right now. (laughs) This is unbelievable. It's nothing more than white noise coming from the White House. But it's also why the real polls show them doing as terribly as they are. Okay, Karine Jean-Pierre was asked yesterday why nobody in the Democratic Party wants Biden to run again. And she pivoted to the same old, hey, well, he's going to run. He said he's going to run, meaning she didn't answer the question. Here it is, clip seven. 56% of Democrats want the party to nominate someone other than Biden. And for people under 40, 75% want the party to pick someone different. Um, Is the president concerned by this? How's he digesting a number like that? So, as you know, I'm I'm very limited on on how I can discuss any kind of elections. Uh, I will reiterate what we have said many times from here, what the president has said many times, even recently, as recently as his 60-minute interview, is that he intends to run. Uh, don't have any more announcements on that. You can't handle the truth! Listen, when 67% of Democrats don't want the guy to run, here's a newsflash, KJP, he's not running. Okay, I don't doubt there's a fantasy world where he thinks he can. I don't doubt where they've deluded themselves into believing the midterms aren't going to be the red wave we think they are, and they're going to get things back on track, and there's going to be some type of an appetite for another Biden presidency. (laughs) It's not going to happen, okay? With 42 days to go, 
their attempt at voter outreach is bringing out James Taylor to sing Fire and Rain as a collapsing stock market literally hit people's 401ks with fire and rain. When that didn't help Biden at the polls, what did he do this past Friday? He trotted out Elton John and his piano to sing some more hits because in their mind, that's a deliverable to voters. Hey, you like James Taylor? You like Elton John? Vote for us. Don't forget, that's how they do outreach. They do outreach through pop culture references. Do you remember when Joe Biden went down to Miami and played Despacito uh, to Latino voters, thinking that would win them over? That was absolutely dreadful. Do you remember when Jill Biden showed up to San Antonio and after slandering Latino voters by calling them Latin X, she then referred to them with as breakfast tacos? I mean, what an idiot. OK, but this is what they think is voter outreach. But I got news for you. You know, trotting out all the Elton John concerts in the world can't bail you out when your whole administration is one giant sad song. It's the rock album that's got audiences sneaking into the country. White House Records presents Elton Joe. Twelve Elton John anthems reworked in honor of our 46th president. Music so good, it's like a drug. Don't let my son smoke crack on me. Cause then he gets naked. It always winds up on TV. Elton Joe, coming soon to a retirement home near you. Lost my damn mind, I lost my damn mind. Now I can't find the words. Don't go anywhere. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We'll be right back. And now... Great moments in presidential history. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. The best way to get something done, if you, if it holds near and dear to you, that you uh, um, like to be able to. Anyway. Across America with Jimmy Fallon, another great moment in presidential history right there. Uh, The economy, uh, not a great moment uh, in this nation's history. According to the information we were discussing that we will discuss with Brian Brenberg in the next break. It's a busy day, man. We stack the deck. We got Brenberg. We got Herschel Walker coming on. The guy won the Heisman. I mean, technically speaking, I've won seven Heisman trophies. If you actually count PlayStation, if you count Madden. You are so dumb. You are really dumb, for real. But the point is, Herschel Walker has a real one. Uh, and he was an NFL superstar, and he's running for Senate down in the great state of Georgia. Uh, one of the big hot-button issues down there, of course, is the economy. Inflation spiking 8.3% year over year last month. Yet they still got out and congratulated themselves on the White House lawn for inflation reduction. Not even close! It is why people hate politicians. But when it comes to Biden, and I've told you this before, there was an internal calculation made about a month ago where everybody was getting asked if Biden should run again. 
and they were all awkward, like, no, but Biden, wait, who, what? You know, it was so embarrassing. Are you here to endorse Joe Biden? No, I was uh, meeting a hooker. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. He should have been here by now. Where is this hooker? But, uh, you know. Nobody wants anything to do with Biden running again, but they made an internal calculation that with the midterms coming, they had a choice. They could either try to separate themselves from Joe Biden and his policies, which becomes a little bit of a liability on the campaign trail if you keep talking about the mismanagement at the top of the ticket. So they internally made the calculation that they'd just say everything was working and the real problem was MAGA. And that's where we've gone now. Okay, they keep telling you we got Corrine Jean-Pierre talking about life changing economic gains for the economy. And we've got everybody known to man calling MAGA Republicans domestic terrorists. Why? Because it's a lot easier to talk about your fake record, to talk about fake white supremacy than it is to talk about the real suffering that's going on in this country. And that's why I got to call them out for this charade. The government's going to jump all over your head, Jimbo. They could try. But I got big muscle coming in to protect me. Brian Brenberg. When we come back right here on the Big Bad One and Only Gluten-Free, Fox Across America. It is Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon. Somebody you can hang out with in Oklahoma next week. Uh, Friday night, October the 7th. Check it out. We'll be at the Cape Brewing Company. That is down in Tulsa, partnering up with the legends of KRMG for a live meet and greet, 4 to 6 p.m. Uh, you can get tickets to that free at the KRMG app. It's going to be a banger. You'll never feel better about your own drinking than you will after you hang out with some people who've worked in radio their whole life. I mean, all of them are on, like, their third liver on the black market. You should come to meet me for a quick selfie, but mainly to raise your self-esteem. Saturday night, October the 8th, that's the one where we really got to get nuts. It's the Chisholm Trail Expo Center. It's a 7 p.m. stand-up show. We have partnered with 96.9 The Eagle in Oklahoma City, and we are going to jam-pack the Expo Center. You can get tickets at TicketStorm.com. You will see your main man, Jimmy Fallon, your radio buddy, telling a bunch of jokes on stage he could never, ever tell on TV, or I would get dragged out of here by my ears. And uh, I am not at a place in my career where I can afford to be dragged out of here by my ears. Why? Because I went to the Yankee game Sunday night with my son Lincoln, and he openly declared to everyone with an earshot that if he caught Aaron Judge's home run ball, he would give it back. That's stupid. Use your common sense. Joining me now, a man who I want to believe knows better. He's an econ <laughs> professor at the King's College, a Fox News contributor. Say it ain't so, Brian Brenberg. Uh, well, you know, Lincoln has a rich dad, so he can afford to do something dad. like that. But guys like me. me, I got to retire someday. You know? <laughs> Brenberg is saying not only does he sell the ball, but he sells 10 fake ones <laughs> claiming they're authentic. That's what you're telling me. Oh, yeah, that's Aaron Judge's signature right there. Yeah, I got that. Mine is going to say, I'm going to get mine. It's going to say Judge (laughs) Janine. I'm going to fine print them. Hey, I got Judge signed this. Yeah, I got, no, no, Judge signed the ball. Who wants one? Ten thousand dollars. Judge signed it. That's what's going to happen. I mean, I got to make this money, Brenberg. Um, You know, yesterday, Bill Hammer said I raised Lincoln right. You know, because okay. he's, you know, he, he's he's pro-Yankee and he really cares about the team and the pinstripes. And he's in that stage of innocence where Lincoln's caveat was judge gets the ball back if he agrees to re-sign with the team. Wow. Which is I fair. He's he's implemented conditions. A gift to the all of New York. I mean, what, kind, what an altruistic kid you but, got But what here. did he say, though, if judge goes to the Dodgers? If, hold on. If Judge goes to the Dodgers, we are going to make that money, girl. There it is. Wheezy. 
Take off the apron, Jenny Fallon. We are going out tonight, girl. We are going out. So, yeah, Lincoln gave it was conditional. Yep. But he's still in that stage of innocence. You went through this stage of innocence. Oh, yeah. We were talking about this last week. There is nothing more enjoyable than being a kid who has fallen in love with baseball or sports and is now besieging the adults in your life with non-sequiturs about sports. Of course. Yeah, so I fell in love with the 87 Twins. I yep. was seven years old. Timing's everything, and I was tell- I was telling Jimmy, you know, that's when I met Pete Hegseth. Moved uh-huh. in across the street from Pete. Pete was a baseball fan. Mm-hmm. He made me a baseball fan. 87 Twins. Got it going. And so that whole summer, all it was was constant stats. Look at the back of the baseball card. <laughs> Mom, Kirby Puckett, uh, 31 homers in 86, you know. <laughs> Just, and the adults in your life have no use for any of this information. <laughs> isn't that nice, Brian? That's nice, isn't it? Now, when you go outside. Don Mattingly hit three fifty two in 1986. My mom just asked me if I wanted waffles. Do you want waffles for breakfast? Wade Boggs set out the last three days of the season to clinch the batting title. My mom's like, what are you even talking about? I love that you're, uh, you're now you're reading the parts on the bottom of the baseball card where it's a little fun fact, you know, like... <laughs> He's got a dog named Butch. Billy Joe Robino enjoys trap shooting in the offseason, you know. <laughs> but but that's 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 that that little thing he's into now. And it's yeah, so love funny. It. Love it. It's such a sweet moment in life. I don't know. It's so fascinating because I'm uh, reliving so much of my life except the part where I was skinny at age 13. Because <laughs> I wasn't skinny at age 13. But I now have this skinny version of me walking into the room <laughs> giving me baseball stats. And what I'm fascinated to watch is because at 13, that's who I was. At 15, I was betting the game. Uh-huh. Like, I was a mess. <laughs> so I'm hoping he could stay in that sweet spot. You gotta watch longer. that trajectory. You know yeah. that knowledge can get you into trouble. I know a lot about baseball. I'm gonna bet on this. <laughs> well, that'll be that'll be the line in the sand for the link man, where he goes from giving back Aaron Judge's <laughs> ball to selling Aaron Judge's ball. As if he starts betting the games. Right. He's going to get to that moment in Bronx Tale. Do you remember where the mobster says to the kid, ask your father if Mickey Mantle will pay his rent. <laughs> Nobody cares, kid. Nobody cares. I don't want to have to give my son that speech. Oh, that's good. But the main reason I bring this up is, is in this economy, okay, the number is that 71% of Americans say that their wages are not keeping up with inflation. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say at least 71% of Americans are, are in a position where they'd have to sell, they gotta sell the ball. They've got to sell the ball. They're selling, you know, I mean, I was just down selling hot dogs earlier. And it's a, <laughs> it's a good side gig because it's right outside the building. So I can do that and come in. There's no Board of Health oversight no, either. Be honest about this. Very these hot minimal dogs. regulation. Yeah, yeah. Free market I'm here, out there. I'm standing up to big hot dog. They've had it too good for too long. Oh, man. It, it's actually, that's actually an astounding statistic, though. Mm-hmm. It shows you how rough this is and it's interesting when you look at some of the stories of the people they interview for the article these guys are just saying they're you know they're buying their usual stuff and they're finding they're getting to the end of the week and they got nothing left in the bank account it wasn't that they sort of thought maybe they needed one no they actually saw the bank account go down to a point where it's like honey i'm getting a second job and you're getting a second job kids Go catch an Aaron Judge baseball. You know, that was it. <laughs> it's true. Brian Brenberg is in studio talking about the sad state of economic affairs in this country. Now, I saw Corrine Jean-Pierre say yesterday, we've had life-changing economic gains under this president. I assume she's talking about <laughs> single moms on OnlyFans because I don't know a lot, a lot, a lot of people. If 71% of Americans, uh, you know, had life-changing gains, I don't think they'd be working side jobs. Yeah, well, if you had, a, you know, life-changing could be good. Life-changing can be bad. That's actually the funny thing about this. these guys. They're always talking about, like, is unprecedented something or yeah. unpre- like you're right it is unprecedented <laughs> but it's not in a positive way again we're back to the old it's the catch of the day but they're not telling you what day it is <laughs> no no the biden administration we're serving catch oh. of the day 
You're eating good under Biden. It's the catch of the day. But can I? Do you have a calendar nearby? Right. <laughs> Is there any way we can? Check Last this? Tuesday was a great day. <laughs> That's what's going on, Brenberg. And it's a scam, and people see through it. When you look at the midterm polling, we're 42 days out. Okay, all of the economic numbers are bad. Traditionally, we're told in politics what people vote their pocketbook. That's what they vote. And I think they're trying to run like this confidence scheme, Mm -hmm. which is like, oh, of course, the economic polling's bad because MAGA people are saying it's bad. But I don't think people talk to polls, uh, you know, when it comes to the economy based Uh on anything more than their reality. That's what's so funny about this yeah. is it's just you can't lie on uh-huh. economic issues. You yeah. you know, if it's a complex social issue, if it's foreign policy, mm-hmm. people don't often know what they're yeah, talking yeah, about. Out, but yeah. when it is, I just don't have enough money to, to buy the wheat bread, you yeah. know, that's you're, – you're feeling that. So it is kind of interesting to watch them try to pull this one like, hey, America, you, you don't know what you're talking about. You don't know your own bank account. Just come with us. And America's saying emphatically at this point, uh, you don't know what you're talking about or you just don't care. And that's actually the worst part for them. If they if America thinks they just don't care. I don't think they care because this happened with we were playing this crime clip earlier where Pete Ducey was asking, you know, Corinne Jean-Pierre, yeah. the big cities are safe. Yeah. And, you know, she wouldn't give him an answer at first. She can you, said, can you know, uh, expand on that? Can you elaborate money, on yeah. that? Can you give me more? He said, well, so he elaborates. He's like, well, robberies are up 20 percent. Yeah. Murders are up 30 percent. Pressed for an answer, she says, well, that's not important. What's important is do we have the funding? Now, i got to be honest with you. That's important. Yeah. If you're getting <laughs> robbed or murdered, you're not saying like, well, this is, a, you know, this is just part of the day. He, Hold you know. on. That, that is the story. That was a fascinating exchange. Yes. I actually thought – turn the volume off and just watch her body language yes. on that yep. one because mm-hmm. she was – it was just – uh, mm-hmm. Tell me more about that. It's not a fair fight. Ducey, Kareem Jean-Pierre is not no, a fair fight. No, but, you know. I, Saki was better. I, she would. You'd think you'd learn being in that job yeah. long enough. You, and you'd watch some tape. You know, you talk about the value of watching tape. You'd watch mm-hmm. the tape and you'd say, you know, there's. A, he asks a lot of the similar kinds of questions. There are ways to come at these questions. It's like she never watches a tape. Yeah. And it's just back to the binder. And you go to the binder, you lose. I think you go to the binder, you lose. I, I, I agree. This is not, you know, ask the audience. Like, there, she she does a press briefing like it's who wants to be a millionaire. Right. I saw her phone a friend the other day. I'm like, you can't do that. What do you mean? It's a press briefing. I don't get it. Like, yeah, I'm gonna ask that's the it. You're going through the binder. You're like, oh, there's got to be – there's nothing in here. No, not. uh, expand on that for me, please. There's got to be something. <laughs> What's not as important is – because they can always say they spent money. Yeah. I mean, that's a that's a, that's uh-huh. an evergreen answer for them. What's important yeah. here is we spent money. You sure did. You oh. spent money everywhere. Money we don't have. Five it's trillions of dollars, man. We're talking to Brian Brenberg. Uh, my take this morning, I was reading that. The stock market has lost yeah. $7.6 trillion since he t- – oh, we're almost at a pre-pandemic level. Are we close to that? I, I, I Give or take a few bucks. Uh, we're at the – well, we're at the lowest level we've been at since November of 2020. Oh, my goodness So pre-pandemic, gosh. we kind of got up and we took uh, the big dip yep. and then we're about at that level of November 20. But that wasn't a, that wasn't a great time. I mean that no, no. really was sort of a precarious time and I'm – I'm looking at the numbers here right now. It's yeah. just the, the market hasn't completely given up, but yeah. every day it's sort of fainting that way. Oh, it's just, no. It's like, should we give up today? Should we give it all away today? Uh, <laughs> you know what the market yeah, is we'll right now? we just out a couple hundred. And... The, the market is Tua Tagovailoa after the <laughs> Dolphins game Sunday where he got up and fell down two more times and they left him in the game. Do we have to, do we have to invoke concussion protocol on the that's, stock that's, market? I, is that's that's where we're kind at? of where we are right now. I mean, this look at that. tough to watch, down 252 again. And the difference between now and 20. 
2020s. We don't even have a Tiger King episode to hold us over. <laughs> they, you know, they were able to get away with a lot when people were feeding their husbands right. to tigers. Now we got, we don't have an outlet. We don't even have the a Carol Baskin. Distractions have gone away, and all we're doing is watching these accounts just drain, and then getting second, third jobs. I guess that's your distraction, yeah. right? Yeah, you gotta go out and work some more. Yeah, if you're too busy working to notice, <laughs> we'll change the definition of recession. There they won't go. notice. They'll be too busy working a third job. <laughs> Simon and Garfunkel saying, where have you gone, Joe DiMaggio? Where have you gone, Carol Baskin? <laughs> In the remake of Mrs. Our nation Robinson. turns its lonely eyes to you and come broke. On, come on, Carol. This isn't good. And now I got this other thing, okay? Obviously, we have a lot of concern for the people in Florida who could be in harm's way. The Hill has a piece out today, and it's the, the headline is the job. The headline is the piece. Our gas prices rising. Could Hurricane Ian be to blame? Now, we know it's not because the refineries aren't there in Florida. They're, you know, Louisiana and Texas. But people only read the headline 99% of the time. That's an article designed to say, hey, when gas spikes, because it's up five cents this week. Well, you know, we had the hurricane. Yeah, it is back. It's on its way up. Well, there's two things on that. One is that's really interesting. Mm -hmm. Like, How do we get ahead of this and frame it in a way? Mm -hmm. But the other piece of this is, you know, God forbid this thing does take a turn. There's a couple hundred thousand barrels in the Gulf that are going to be offline for a while because Mm -hmm. of this. If it does take a turn, we've got no buffer. Mm -hmm. This country has no margin of error. I mean, they've spent down the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. They haven't invested anything in ramping up production. So God forbid something happens. We don't know. What do you do? I mean, you got no padding there. Yeah, because we tapped into our strategic low poll number reserve. That's right. That's what we did. Something designed for like war. Or something from or this, Mother Nature. This, this, this exact thing. This is what you thing. have it for. This, this exact this thing. This exact thing, but you don't have it. So what we did is, like, this is like my senior year where we got into Ray DeVito's Buick Regal with all the fire extinguishers, and we super soaked people who were walking to school, and now there's an actual fire and we have no fire extinguishers. Now I know why I was suspended. Now I know. I fought it at the time. I said, this is funny. We're having a good time. It's like last week of high school. How are you going to get me in trouble for this? It's hot out. They enjoyed the refreshment. But now I get it. I'm actually with Mr. Zoya, who's a heroic vice principal, drank with us at a Jimmy Buffett concert. No. Like, you know, back then it was different. Teacher, you could keep your yeah, job and do anything. There you go. I had a teacher, Mr. Zacker, in ninth grade, okay, a freshman in high school, liked wrestling, and uh, used to encourage us to shove the desks to the side and have violent wrestling matches. And we used to wrestle in the classroom. I can never explain this to Lincoln, but that's where schools were back then. And we used to have actual WrestleMania, and it was violent. It wasn't a good thing. But, uh, you know, and we learned. Uh, but that's who Zacker, he was great. He was a great Great guy. He was a wrestling coach. He liked wrestling. Yeah. And he was that's a form of recruiting as he'd see who could wrestle in the class. Now, 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 like, if you even mention the name of a wrestler in a school, you get thrown <laughs> Dude, out and banned on. for life. Yo, you could back back then. OK, you could literally clothesline somebody off the top rope in English. Now you could get arrested for bringing in a Mars bar. Right. I mean, it's, <laughs> I'm telling you, we're going soft in this country. We are Brent going Bird. soft. By the way, who was your favorite uh, 80s wrestler? Right, if you want to do this. OK. Yeah. I actually loved, he was a B wrestler named Special Delivery Jones. Special Delivery Jones. S.D. Jones. He would always get his ass handed to him, and me and my dad would laugh. Because the thing about S.D. Jones is, like, the second-tier wrestlers would fight three times in one night. Right. Like, one time he'd come in with a mask on, <laughs> thinking no one would notice the same tattoo on his arm. <laughs> change the singlet. Yeah, they changed the singlet. And guy would be, like, 0 for 3 in one match. But we always loved S.D. Jones. Now, I love I mean, it. Obviously, at the tippy top was the Hulkster. Sure, of course. Because I was drawn to wrestling. 
uh, when the Hulkster fought the Iron Sheik on a Saturday night at the Garden. Oh, yeah. And if you remember back then, they had this whole rock and wrestling thing where they partnered with MTV and, like, Wendy Richter who was a female wrestler, fought a female wrestler named the Fabulous Moolah. And she was coached by Bobby the Brain Heenan. Bobby the Brain. And it was a big deal. The the Fabulous Moolah was not going to be beat. But the Hulkster's girl got her over the top. And uh, there was uh, Captain Lou Albano was involved as well. Oh, yeah. Briefly as a good guy. And uh, Wendy Richter used to come into the ring to Girls Just Want to Have Fun by Cindy Lauper. Man. And this was like the high point for America. No, no, we peaked. The Hulkster beating the Iron Sheik is probably as good as it ever got in this country. You got Reagan in the White House. Yeah. Fully integrated society. The Cosbys are number one at the box office. They're on in every American home. Look at this portrait. You're just painting a portrait right now. Oh, what a now. time. It is a good the twins portrait. are winning World the twins Series. Are winning Things World are looking series. up, Renberg. Rowdy Roddy Piper was always a fascinating oh, guy to him. me. And then George the Animal Steel. You Ate remember the George turnbuckle. the Animal? I mean, of he was course. just like so hairy and yeah. so crazy. Like, that guy is an animal. This is <laughs> They used to eat the turnbuckle. animal. Now you could never eat the turnbuckle. They'd no, get sued. They'd be like, now kids are going to see it and eat the turnbuckle. No, it'd become a TikTok yeah, challenge, it's, turnbuckle Yeah, eating. well, he stopped doing that because they weren't keto. He was, uh, <laughs> the thing is, later in his career, he was into intermittent fasting, so he wouldn't always eat the turnbuckle. I'm telling you, we fell off as a country, Brenberg. I don't know what to tell you. Great hit as always. Uh, if I catch the Aaron Judge home run ball, I'm taking a page out of your notebook. I'm selling it multiple times. Do it, please. This, this is all I needed to hear from this. If you're listening up in Toronto right now, your, your economy's not much better off. If you catch that ball at the Sky Dome tonight, get on eBay immediately. We're back after this. The critics have spoken. You snotty little bastard. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, girl. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Going to be rapping with Herschel Walker in the next hour about all things Georgia. Uh, to be honest with you, Georgia is a microcosm for the rest of the country because all the issues they're facing are what? Crime, the economy, you know, the abortion issue is uh, a little bit of a hot button down there because of Stacey Abrams' dopey comments about there being no fetal heartbeat at six weeks. I don't know if you guys actually heard that last week, but uh got to be honest – was not exactly an accurate statement. I was unoutnumbered when she said it. Dr. Nicole Sapphire threw the challenge flag so hard I couldn't get too couldn't catch it and get two feet in bounds. It was tough. It was not it was not a catch. But they're going all in on all of this stuff. And it's it's fascinating because when you get this close to the midterms, we're forty two days out. When you get this close, it's just a messaging war. There's no legislation that's going to change. You know, there's no quality of life improvement that can be made. So it's just, you know, who can sell their message the hardest? Here is Abrams suggesting no heartbeat at six weeks. Clip 31. There is no such thing as a heartbeat at six weeks. It is a manufactured sound designed to convince people that men have the right to take control of a woman's body. She is a fraud, a phony, a woman without a moral core, a regular two-faced, mealy-mouthed politician who swings with the wind. Now, Stacey Abrams is basically just really catering now to a radical fringe of lefties because she needs to galvanize enough support so she can claim this race was stolen when she loses. She's down double digits. She's not going to win. So she's reaching out to people that will believe her junk science. They're crazy. 
Live from Everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, you bet it is. We are getting ready for a wild one. In this hour, Herschel Walker is going to be stopping by. He's, of course, a Republican candidate for Senate in the great state of Georgia, which has become a heck of a hot-button place with all the Stacey Abrams chicanery and everything in between, voter suppression and Jim Crow on steroids, as Joe Biden famously called it. Democrats just call everyone racist so they go along with their stupid ideas. That's pretty much Herschel Walker's take, but I'll let him speak for himself in this hour. He's a former Heisman Trophy winner, uh, an NFL superstar, somebody I had the pleasure um, back in May. We did something. I hosted something called the Founders Dinner. Uh, If you're listening on WJAS out in Pittsburgh, shout out to JD and the gang. As classy of a station as there is uh, in the biz, uh, I was hosting the Founders Dinner for the St. Barnabas uh, Healthcare Organization. And their Founders Award this year was given to Herschel Walker. So I emceed the dinner, um, told a couple of jokes, had a good time. And then we brought on Herschel to give his speech uh, about basically his life and his career. And it's really fascinating to watch people who came from nothing in this country and achieved, you know, spectacular levels of prosperity. You're, you know, you're talking about achieving. You're talking about winning. You're talking about thriving on a level none of us can even fathom because you'd have to see it. You know, you'd have to be living it to recognize just how opulent it is. Like, I'm on TV and radio. It's really cool, okay? But there are people on TV and radio that are a lot, a lot bigger uh, than I am. I admire your honesty. You know, let's be clear. Like, when Fox flies me somewhere, I'm not even flying coach. I'm flying, like, assistant coach, okay? But there are talent in this network that are, you know, living beyond all believable bounds as They deservedly should be because they are that good at what they do. Herschel Walker was so good at what he did, okay, that he achieved, you know, the tippy top of, you know, what we call the American dream. And it's fascinating to hear a guy talk about that because the one common thread through every one of his little leaps and bounds forward in life was the fact that he was doing it in a country where anything was possible. He's a really inspiring guy in that regard. You know, he was a kid who had a stutter when he was young. He was made fun of in school. He wasn't even athletically inclined. And he basically spent a seventh grade summer working out and working on his speech impediment in front of a mirror, you know, until he could speak confidently in public. And he had developed himself physically on a level that he was now head and shoulders better than anybody else out there. And from there, the, you know, myth of not even the myth, you know, the the story, the fairy tale of Herschel Walker began to take shape and away he went is probably the most dominant college football running back we'd ever seen. You know, he was Herschel Walker and that, you know, catapulted him into the national conversation after he won the Heisman and became an NFL superstar. And it was one of those like inspiring stories that I always gravitate towards. You know, I tell you all the time about how I was a cab driver and oh, here I am now and it's kind of cool. And I tell those stories because I just I like them. Because I know there are people out there that like them because they are reminders that whatever barrier you happen to be butting up against today is a barrier, you know, you will blow through at some point in the near future. You know, if you're willing to just keep working hard like a guy like Herschel Walker was, you know, it's all the Shawshank Redemption. You got your little rock hammer today and you hit the wall a few hundred times. Okay, it didn't break down. You didn't escape whatever prison life happens to have you in at the moment. But if you're willing to get out of bed tomorrow with the rock hammer and hit the wall a little bit more, 
you know, there is going to come a day, believe me, I picked up that rock hammer an awful lot as a cab driver, okay? And you might not think so in real time as you're doing it, but there is going to come a day that if you're willing to continue to persist and keep pursuing what you're after, you live in a country where you'll actually achieve all of it if you're just willing to keep on doing the work. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? And I bring this up, why? Because at the crux of the midterm election, uh, when it comes to courting the minority vote, the Democrats are in a really desperate spot right now. Okay, they're down 40%. 40% with Latino voters right now. 40%. That's 40 points, okay? They cannot win an election without overwhelming support from the minority community. Okay, at one point they were plus 50 Okay, heading into this election cycle, 34 was the high mark. They're now around plus 10. So in the most recent poll, they're down another 24 points. Okay, but understand it's 40 points overall. Okay, they're also down 12 points with black voters. Do you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump and you ain't black? But that's not going to do it. Joe Biden just telling black people they're not black in his eyes if they can't make a decision to vote for a Democrat is no longer a deliverable. Okay, this idea of perpetual victimhood has failed the black community. Okay, it's no differently than why minorities who migrate to this country legally are fleeing the Democratic Party. They don't want to hear the deck is stacked. They don't want to hear we're systemically racist. You don't have a chance. Barack Obama ran on a message of yes, we can. And all these years later, the Democratic message to minority voters is, no, you can't. Really think about that. Obama said, yes, we can. We got hope and change. Yes, we can. Okay. Now they're flat out being told, no, you can't. What are you, nuts? You ain't doing a thing unless the government gets you up off the mat. Government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. And I point that out because when I sat there at the banquet, after we handed Herschel Walker the Founders Award, he gives a great speech. Everybody dies laughing. He's really funny. But he's got so many fork-in-the-road moments in his rise to superstardom. And the common thread every single time he makes another breakthrough is not the government. It's Herschel Walker. Worked a little harder. The government didn't fix his speech impediment. The government didn't get him to lose the weight on his chubby body. The government didn't get him to work out. You know, that was Herschel Walker. And what we're being taught now is you can't do it on your own. We were told you can't even get a voter ID. The minorities are so far behind the eight ball in Georgia that asking them to go out and get a voter ID is worse than Jim Crow. This is Jim Crow on steroids, what they're doing in in Georgia. Never mind that in Georgia, since that voter ID law kicked in, early voting is up 220 percent. And it's not because they're like more enthusiastic about voting because they have a voter ID. It's because Georgia was giving people early voting access, 17 days of early voting, which is 17 more than they had in Delaware in 2020. Okay, and people got out and took advantage of the early voting and they voted. Okay, and they weren't held back in any way, shape or form by the requirement to have an ID, because here's a newsflash. If you're participating in the real world, there is nothing you can do in polite society without an ID. You're right. And when you're right, you're right. And you, you're always right. Think about that. Can't open a bank, bank account, can't board a plane, can't buy a car, can't rent a car. Can't do anything without an ID. Can't. Nothing. Zip. 
okay? And, you know, all of these, like, organizations, you think about it, Major League Baseball, oh, we're going to move the All-Star game out of Georgia because they want voter ID. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, Major League Baseball wants ID if you buy a beer. Major League Baseball wants ID if you go pick up tickets at the box office. No different than Delta, Coca-Cola. Okay, Coca-Cola owns alcoholic beverages. You need an ID to buy them. Yet they said asking for an ID in Georgia was grounds to leave. You know, oh, screw you. Delta Airlines, can you board a plane? Can you board a plane without an ID? <laughs> no, but, you know, asking somebody to vote with an ID. Like, hey, Delta, how are you going to stay in business? If we're just going to reconfigure society to the one millionth of one percent of people who don't have an ID. Here's a newsflash. Everybody has an ID. Here's a newsflash. You know, when we said all men are created equal, we now live up to that. We're no longer in 2022, at least on the right side of the aisle, subjecting minorities to the soft bigotry of low expectations. Why are we treating them like equals? Because they're equals. Okay, we're not infantilizing people and judging them by the color of their skin. We're very much judging them by the content of their character. But Herschel Walker, who is as inspiring as anybody you're going to meet, is still in a pretty heated race down in Georgia. By most recent polls, he's winning. Okay, but it's tight. Okay, the Georgia state of Georgia has, you know, gotten Republican in every major statewide election uh, for the better part of, I believe, 22 years. But understand, okay, there's a lot of money thrown into that state. The balance of power, okay, in the Senate is up in the air. A lot of people believe it's Georgia and Nevada that are going to decide it. And what are Democrats doing to reach out to Georgians? They're talking about changing the Atlanta Braves mascot. What the hell is the world coming to? Here is uh, Kareem Jean-Pierre was talking about this at the White House yesterday. It was so funny, okay? They were talking about the the Atlanta Braves visited Joe Biden at the White House. I don't remember that ever happening. And they were talking about, ah, we're going to change the mascot of the Atlanta Braves. OK, this is bananas. But here she is. They were talking about it. Uh, it's clip 34. Wondering if you or the president has any thoughts about some of the controversial about the team name, the Braves name, the so-called Tomahawk shop. Any thoughts on so, look, we, we believe that it's important um, to have this conversation, uh, you know, and, uh, and Native American and indigenous voices, uh, they should be at the center of this conversation. I mean, should they really? I mean, does, does this matter on any level? I mean, uh, in all honesty, we know the answer is no. Why do I say that? Okay, because Native Americans suffer from the shortest life expectancy in this country. Highest rates of diabetes, heart disease, and illiteracy. Does changing the halftime show, does changing the mascot do anything for that? The answer would be no. The left loves symbolic progress. To them, this is a deliverable. Oh, well, we looked out for Native Americans. The Braves have a new mascot. We've got the Washington Commanders and the Cleveland whatever the hell they're called. Okay? We changed the mascots. We might pressure the Kansas City Chiefs to change their mascot. But will that help Native Americans? The answer would be no. Listen, if your life is so fabulous that you consider a sports mascot, you know, an adversity that we need to conquer in this moment at a time when crime is spiking, the inflation's out of control, and everyone's dying of fentanyl, then yes, you are living in a place of spectacular privilege. But when it comes to real deliverables, when it comes to helping Native Americans, no differently than helping other minority communities, okay, they have the same quality of life issues we do right now. 
They're not being plagued. Like if you go into uh, inner city right now where crime is, the murder rates up 30 percent since 2019, 30 percent. Inflation's at a 40-year high. No one who's getting mugged or killed is going. But more importantly, can you do something about the Braves? It's stupid. But this is what Herschel Walker is up against in Georgia. It's a lot of culture war garbage. It's a lot of fake grievance politics because it's a lot easier, a lot easier for Democrats to run on the deck is stacked, eat the rich. America is an oppressive place. And that's what they keep on doing. They keep trotting out symbols of prosperity to tell you we're oppressed. That's what they've turned Barack Obama into. Oh, the whole country's racist, says the black man who was elected twice with overwhelming support from white voters. Think about that. It's embarrassing. But that's what they do. They trot out Kamala. Oh, they're racist in this country. That's why my approval numbers are low. No, dude, come on. You're the border czar. Okay, you have not even gone to the border. You haven't even made a run for the border. Like, show us a picture of you eating Taco Bellish. I don't know. Do something that indicates an interest in what's going on at the U.S.-Mexican border. I don't know. But the point is they keep selling grievance. They keep selling racism and oppression politics because it's easier than delivering for people. Okay, again, Native Americans have the shortest life expectancy in this country, man. Think about that. Highest rates of illiteracy, alcoholism, heart disease, diabetes, okay? These are a people that need a lot more help than the mascot can give them. But they focus on that. Why? Because what the Democrats are constantly catering to is a sense of self-righteousness. You know, people who want to feel better about themselves. People who want to say, I know better than other people. I'm looking out for Native Americans. I'm not like these Republicans who don't care about the Atlanta Braves mascot. I'm one of the enlightened people who cares about a mascot that has nothing to do with anybody's quality of life. And when Corrine Jean-Pierre says, oh, we need to have a conversation and Native Americans need to be at the center of the conversation. Listen, nobody wants to have a conversation. The way a conversation works in this day and age is agree with me or you're a fascist. Agree with me or you're a white supremacist. We've been down this road before. That's how political discourse works in 2022. There is no we agree to disagree. You can do that on this show. You can't do it anywhere else. Okay. The way it works, as you know, is, oh, America needs to have a conversation. You're like, okay, I don't like your policy. They're like, well, your wife's a hoe. You're like, what do you mean? Maybe she is. I don't even know. But what does it have to do with our policy disagreement? And this is why we can't have nice things in this country, okay, is because we've got a political party that would rather sell fake grievance than solve real problems. And I'm out here in the real world, and I know what's right or wrong or bullshit. A show so good, it's frightening. I got scared. I dropped my hot pocket. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Going to be talking with Herschel Walker. In the next break, he's, of course, a Republican candidate from the great state of Florida. Okay. And uh, he is a – did I say Florida? I'm telling you, I haven't slept since I was like seven years old. I have to actually sleep. But uh, Herschel Walker, of course, down in the Peach State, uh, running opposite Raphael Warnock. And Herschel is mad at Warnock right now. So let me give you the tale of the tape on this really quick. It's fascinating stuff. 
Okay, he's mad at Warnock over his abortion stance. In an interview with Fox Digital, he was asked what he would do to lower the nation's soaring crime rates. He responded, one of the things you want to do right away is try to bring some type of trust between the citizens and the police. And he says, the guy I'm running against, these demonized police officers by calling them names, which is true. Okay, Warnock was one of those guys out there calling cops racist way back when that was a trendy thing to do. He has since come back around. But yesterday, Warnock had a soundbite in Atlanta where he's talking about a woman's right to choose. Uh, and he says, I just happen to think that a patient's room is too narrow and cramped a space for a woman or doctor at the United States government. That's too many people in the room, meaning get the government out of women's health care. Um, now, the truth is about the abortion issue. The government, for all intents and purposes, in overturning Roe versus Wade, has returned this decision to the states, meaning each individual state can enact its own laws based on what voters want. So when the Democrats said, oh, this is the death of democracy, it's actually the beginning of democracy because now everybody has a voice. But really quickly, because I wanted to get a voice in that doesn't necessarily agree with mine, Evan is in Boston, Massachusetts. He was listening to the fetal heartbeat conversation, and I wanted to make sure you were heard. Yo, Evan! Yo, Jimmy. My man. So what are you living? You're was, talking about Stacey Abrams. I, I wanted to make sure you got a voice in the huddle, man. And I, I'm going to pinch hit for Stacey Abrams. She okay. uh, she left a little bit out of from her comment. I think what she was trying to say was that you can't – it's a it's a myth that you hear a baby's heartbeat when it's a male pregnancy. <laughs> hey, is, I don't, can you even say male? Isn't it a is it a person who lactates? A, a, they, a they pregnancy. Oh, that's so. It's a they. Pre- <laughs> it's it's a they. Like yeah, how do the storks work now? It's I'm not ready for this, man. Like because I was telling people when when you see a stork on the front lawn that says it's a boy, they're talking about the baby, not the parent. You know, not the birth giver. But here we are, really quick. Uh, I didn't really feel like your Red Sox pitched Aaron Judge this week. Uh, would you cop to the Red Sox going out of their way to deny the Yankee a record? I mean, I'm okay with it. <laughs> I, I also I also don't think they have much of a pitching staff anyway, so yeah, who's, got the ball, who's got the balls on that team to throw him a strike? Yeah, that's a good point. You make a good point, Evan. Uh, always great. Uh, I got Herschel Walker coming up. Unless you can show me a Heisman Trophy, I got to kick you off the phone, though. If they were smart, they would have gave him something to hit over the home run to sign him next year. Thank you. <laughs> exactly. He's going to leave anyway. Good stuff, Evan. We'll do it again soon. It is Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon, a guy who is not running for Senate in the great state of Georgia. This next guest is, and I got to be honest, it's, it's the whole trajectory of this race changed after I presented him with the Founders Award in Pittsburgh this past spring. I think he'll admit that right out of the gate. Herschel Walker's on the show. Hey, man. Hello there. How are you doing? Can I, can I take credit for all of your hot poll numbers since we were at the Founders Dinner in Pittsburgh together? Well, we're going to take some of the credit, but then I'm going to give some to the team because I think the team has been working their tail off. And as they have spent, what, 50 something million dollars against me, yep. I got to give the team a little bit of credit. <laughs> Yo, it all goes to the team, to be clear. All I did was eat your roll. That's all I did. No, you did. You ate a lot more than my roll, my dog. <laughs> 
Herschel Walker's on the line. He's having an intervention for me because he saw how much I ate at a dinner. It wasn't good. Uh, but I, I did have a great time hanging out with you, and it's, it's been wild to watch this race take shape since then because they've called you everything imaginable. You know, to put it in football terms, you have been blitzed every damn. And do you ever get the feeling as a black Republican the Democrats have a different attitude towards race when it comes to you than they do to, say, other black people in, in politics? Well, they do. You know, when they got nothing to run on, they're going to start calling your names. And it is amazing that they've called me every name you can think of. And no one has ever called them out. Nope. You know, I will assume that Senator Warnock would want to call them out, but he didn't. He did absolutely nothing. But that's what he's been doing in the Senate is nothing. And that's the reason I tell people to go to TeamHersher.com. Let's get him out of that Senate seat. That'd be great if we could. Uh, let me ask you this. Before we get into some of the bigger issues, I feel like the idea that anyone is talking, we're talking about Georgia politics, the idea that anybody in the White House wants to talk about renaming the Atlanta Braves, how does that help anybody? Doesn't that seem like just a superficial thing? Well, you know, that's what they try to do. They try to get you off the main subject. They don't want to talk about the crime. They don't want to talk about the border. They don't want to talk about this economy. They get you talking about things that makes no sense. Now, sort of like a man can get pregnant. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, a man can't get pregnant. And no, the place shouldn't change their names. What I want to talk about is let's let's control this border. Let's get this border under control. Uh-huh. And they, yeah, they they don't show a lot of interest in that. Like, if you were to look at a guy like Raphael Warnock, he has voted right alongside of any Biden policy that, to be honest, haven't been good for the black community, but as a whole, haven't been good for any community. I mean, the border is something that plagues everybody, but they'd rather pretend there's human trafficking going on by the governors trying to draw attention to the crisis than the people actually leaving the border open. I mean, if the, if the football term is defense wins championships, could anyone argue we're playing enough defense at the border? Well, I think anyone can say that we're not doing anything at the border. We're not even playing. That's the <laughs> thing. We're not even in the game. And I think that's what is so sad. You know, that, that right now, you know, fentanyl is coming across this border. And I, I saw a, a stat that we, so far they've caught 10 tons of fentanyl uh, coming across the border. And that's able to kill uh, every American 13 times over. And yet they don't want to pay attention to the border because they want to talk about calling me names. They want to talk about whether to rename the Braves. Mm-hmm. That's not important. Right now, Halloween is coming up, and I want every mom out there to know that, hey, look after your kids. Make sure that uh, they're going to be getting real candy and not getting fentanyl. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I want to say, guys, men shouldn't be in women's sports. They want to talk about things like that. I want to talk about this economy because right now I'm, I'm from a little town where people can uh, barely afford milk and eggs. So they're not worrying about uh, mm-hmm. uh Shoulders, uh, yeah. They're not worried about an electric car. No. No. I, I wanted to ask you that. I'm glad you brought that up. Because, you know, I drove a cab. Uh, I spent a lot of time, you know, in the taxi garage here in New York City before I, you know, made it to Fox and did comedy and everything like that. And I can tell you nobody I drove a cab with, okay, nobody that is from a small town, nobody that is suffering from high crime rates or certainly a slow economy, nobody cares about climate change. But white, rich liberals, I don't know. When you're out on the campaign trail in Georgia, honestly, does it ever come up? Does anyone come to one of your events and say, what are you going to do about climate change? Not at all. No one has never talked about climate change. And I want to tell you something really funny. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, Raphael Warnock, Senator Warnock, you know, he's on the Agriculture Committee. Mm -hmm. And your ag in Georgia is is about a $70 billion industry. Mm -hmm. 
Well, I was talking to one of the uh, one of the farmers, and they say electric combine, which you need for a lot of the uh, mm-hmm. stuff in ag. Electric combine would cost almost one point eight million dollars, but it won't work in the ag community because in the ag community because you have to only only can use it for two hours, then you got to charge it, oh my and goodness. everything got to be done on time, so it won't work. So I tell people all the time that what we got to do is stop trying to make decisions of people we don't we haven't talked to. Mm-hmm. We need to get in and talk to the people of Georgia. Uh, Senator Warnock hadn't been talking to the people of Georgia, like this uh, inflation reduction. And, you know, I tried to do a debate with him at that time and said, mm-hmm. I'm meeting with a bunch of business leaders, mm-hmm. small businesses. They say it's going to hurt them. Mm-hmm. He didn't even want to talk to them. So now he's been in the office for two years. We see where we're at. And he asked for six more. Mm-hmm. You know, we can't keep poking ourselves in the eye. It's time for us to get people that are going to go out and represent us and do it the right way. No, I agree. We're talking to Herschel Walker, Republican candidate for Senate in the great state of Georgia. Uh, you know, Warnock also had some more abortion comments. Um, how do you sell? I mean, honestly, I, I just think it's so ridiculous. The position the Democrats are taking on abortion. Uh, you know, when I was younger, 20 years ago, it was abortion should be safe, legal and rare. Now they're talking about abortion like it's like a badge of honor and they want it to go on throughout the entire pregnancy. I mean, that alone to me is almost disqualifying because it's like infanticide, man. Well, first of all, you know, I'm running against a senator that is mm-hmm. also a pastor. Yeah. And isn't it written in the Ten Commandments, Thou Shall Not Kill? Yep. Well, you know, he always talks about, and he's he talking about abortion all the way up to nine months. Mm-hmm. Nine months, that's very radical. But you want to, I can tell you something even worse. He voted that if a baby survives an abortion, that he would deny that baby medical care. That is very radical right there. You know, he tried to be really smooth by saying, you know, how could you have a doctor, a mm-hmm. young woman, and the government in the same room. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, have you forgotten about you got a, a little unborn baby in that room, too? Yeah. Have you forgotten about that God owns the room? And then he want the federal government to pay for it. <laughs> That's very radical. And I said, people, we need to hear what uh, the people on the left are saying. Mm-hmm. Right now they're trying to tell us, you know, this is uh, this is what they want you to get used to. They, mm-hmm. they want you to get used to this. But I'm saying there's a better way. Yep. There's a better way, and everything that is hurt in this country right now is policies that have been bad on their side. Yeah, it's true. I mean, to put it in football terms, we need, like, a better general manager. we got to trade a couple of players. I mean, would you say so? We have to trade a couple of players, and we got to get, get rid of the head coach as well. <laughs> the coach has been doing a terrible job as well. You know, he seems to not know where he's going. And I, I, that's the problem. We need people that believe in this country. Yeah. We need people that believe in our law enforcement. We need people that believe in our military, believe in our kids. Mm-hmm. You know, for us to continue to put our kids down and tell a white kid he's a he's a, a oppressor because he's white, mm-hmm. black kids, you're a victim because you're black, that's separation. Yep. And that's who I'm fighting against, a young man that wants to separate people by the color of their skin. And he's in a church of a man that it says not the color of your skin but the content of your character. Yeah, and he's forgotten about everything he ever learned. Oh, it's so spot on, man. You know, before you came on, I was telling the audience about the dinner we attended in Pittsburgh and how your whole speech uh, that you gave that night while I was eating your rolls. Uh, I, I, I didn't eat your salad because I know, you know, you're healthy. I was, if I ate the salad, you were going to notice, but I knew you wouldn't check the rolls. Yeah. So I, I ate the salad. They might have poured you a glass of wine that I drank, too. That's not important. I'm not... You did. Yeah, you were eating up everything. I thought I, at one time I was saying uh, 
Uh, uh, did you not eat at home? <laughs> well, you don't understand. When I'm in New York on TV, they, they yell at me that I look too fat on TV, so I have to leave Fox. That's when I'm allowed to eat, when I'm outside of Fox. Now, now I see why you're going to all those banquets because they feed you there. I thought you were trying to entertain in the crowd. Whatever. You're going because they're feeding you there. <laughs> I'm like a stray cat, Herschel. They put out a bowl of milk. I'm going to keep showing up to the house. You know what I'm saying? They put out that Uh bowl of milk. But one of the things that you were talking about, which I was just telling the audience, is that the Democrats keep selling people this idea of victimhood. And I think what I loved so much about your speech is about overcoming odds. It was about holding yourself accountable. It was about working hard to get where you want to go. What they're telling people right now is don't even bother. If the government doesn't do it, you don't have a chance. But isn't that the complete opposite of what made you, Herschel Walker, the guy you are right now? You're 100% correct. And, and also that's the direct opposite of what has made America what it is today as well. Because everyone has an opportunity through hard work to achieve that America's dream. Mm-hmm. But it's not you're just going to fall out of the sky and happen. you got to get out and you got to work hard. Mm-hmm. But everyone on the left to keep want to keep you from making that uh, that America's dream because they'd rather give you a fish rather than teaching you to fish. So but I'm true. here to tell everyone listening today that if you're willing to work hard, you're willing to pay the price, you can achieve that America's dream. And that's what we have to do. But we got to do it together. Right now, the left seem to want to control your life, and the people on the right, like myself, want to serve your life. Because that's what we should do when they elect you to office. You should serve the people, not go out and want to uh, have the people do what you tell them to do, act the way you want them to act, and get what you want to give them. And I said, that's not no way to live. The United States of America is a is a uh, uh, is it was built on immigrants, Mm -hmm. but it's also built on laws. We have laws here, and we have to hold people accountable for that. Spot on, my man. Does that mean you're going to arrest me for stealing your rolls, or are we good here? No, 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 no. You know what? I, 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 we also are a compassionate country. We're very <laughs> compassionate, but we can only go so far. That's the reason we get the chance to vote. And that's why I told you we're compassionate, but we do get a chance to vote. So well, what I'm going to do is the next time I'm going to put my rolls on the other side of the plate. <laughs> Defense wins championships. There you go. Uh, Herschel Walker, you're the man. Uh, continued success down there in Georgia. We're here when you need us. Okay, brother, be well. Thank you. Thank you so much. And everyone go to teamherschel.com. If you can contribute, come out and, and uh, call, make phone calls. Let's remove Senator Warnock from that seat because that seat belongs to the great people of Georgia, and I'm going to represent them in the United States Senate. We love it, man. Okay, we got your back up here in New York. We got your back and your rolls. Be well, man. <laughs> hey, hey, thank you. Now, God bless. You're the best, Herschel. See you, man. There he goes, the great Herschel Walker. Uh, thankfully not going to prosecute me for stealing his dinner roll. I really did steal his dinner roll, by the way. He's the greatest guy in the world. He has the greatest speech in the world in terms of, like, inspiration. You know when you're watching Rocky and uh, the training montage starts and you feel yourself, like, shadow boxing in your seat, like, I want to do this? Like, he gives a good a speech about America and how, you know, you pay the price, you do the work, you do what you want. I mean, this is a guy, we talk about paying prices, doing like 5,000 push-ups a day, 5,000 sit-ups, like physically paid a price and believed that on the other end of that tunnel of sacrifice was this unparalleled prosperity. And the dude got there, you know, and it's like when you're sitting there in your seat, much the way Rocky makes you shadow box, Herschel Walker really makes you love the country. And he really makes you hate what the Democrats are trying to do in terms of incentivized victimhood. You know, you think of a Democrat, think of JFK. 
you know, ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country, that whole thing. Now we're just being told the country owes you something. No, no, what can the country do for me? And a country owes me. You know, a country was founded on slavery 246 years ago. There was slavery. They owe me something today. Granted, none of these people were alive and neither was I. But that's, you know, this sense of entitlement is what really is poisoning society because everybody wants that instant gratification. You know, equal opportunity is not supposed to mean equal outcome, but that's what the Democrats are trying to do. They're trying to hustle us with this equity provision. Well, equity means we should all have the same stuff. No, we shouldn't because we all don't have the same work ethic. Okay, take me and Herschel Walker. I'm stealing roles while he's doing 500 sit-ups a day. Okay, are you telling me we both deserve to play in the NFL? Are you kidding me? I mean, it'd be fun. (laughs) I'd go do it. It's not going to end well for a guy like me. Uh, But the point is, yes, equal opportunity is not supposed to mean equal outcome. And all a guy like that is fighting for is to get the government the hell out of the way. Whenever you say, oh, the Republicans, okay, the Republican really, if you were to boil it down to the difference between the two parties, the government, okay, right now is lording over everything you do whether or not you're going to get a vaccine, how you're going to educate your kids, whether or not you're allowed to work or go shopping or anything in between, okay? What the Republicans are saying is just get the government the hell out of the way, okay? Less government, you know, let the people let the people have the power over their own lives. It was the whole point of taking on the British as 55-and-a-half-point underdogs in Vegas. As we knew on paper, it wasn't a good matchup for us, but we were willing to do the 5,000 sit-ups like Herschel Walker. We were willing to pay the physical price because on the other end of that tunnel, we knew there was something called freedom, and we went out and got it. Taking the edge off, one story at a time. America needs to learn how to lighten up. You're hanging out with Jimmy Fallon on Fox Across America. Bottom of the ninth here on Fox Across America, a show that is heading back across America next week. We'll be down in Tulsa, Oklahoma, baby. Uh, That is Friday, October the 7th. We will be doing our show live from KRMG in Tulsa. We're doing a meet and greet afterwards at the Cape Brewing Company. Uh, If you're down in Tulsa, that's going down from 4 to 6 next Friday. Going to be a rowdy one. And then Saturday... The big stand-up show Saturday night. It's the Chisholm Trail Expo Center. We're partnering with 96.9 The Eagle on that bad boy. So if you're listening in OKC, uh, I'm going to be in Enid, Oklahoma next Saturday night at the Chisholm Trail Expo Center. You can get tickets at Ticketstorm.com to come hang out with your radio buddy Jimmy Fallon, guy you see on TV all the time. I'm really fascinated by the fact that I have fans, that people know who I am in public. Me and Lincoln were at Yankee Stadium the other night. And I like realistically for me, it was about 15 people that came up to me random moments. One of them happened to be in Monument Park. We were looking at Babe Ruth's plaque and some guy's like, hey, Jimmy, you know, and like we started talking and everything. It was really cool. And the thing I get out of it that I think is so awesome is that the people are cool. That like your fits not it's one thing to be recognized in public. Sometimes you get recognized by like lunatics, people who hate you. It's New York, you know, but it's another thing when every single person I have never I haven't met one of you that wasn't cool that I wasn't like, I'd hang out with this person. They were actually really cool. Okay, the only person I wouldn't probably hang out with is the woman who flashed me in the Lake of the Ozarks because Jenny would probably beat me up. I'd have a little (laughs) I'd have a little bit of a problem. You know what I mean? I'll break you in half like a little toothpick. Yeah, you don't want to deal with a farm girl when she's in Hulkamania mode. But I mean, even that 
that girl was cool. Who doesn't, you know, <laughs> who doesn't mind getting flashed after a, you know, you get done doing a one hour comedy show. Hubba, hubba. You know, but the point is you're all wonderful. You guys have been great. So if you're in Oklahoma next week, you can come out in Tulsa. We'd love to see you. If you can come out in Enid to the Chisholm Trail Expo Center, those tickets, again, at TicketStorm.com. Everybody you meet there will be cool. You'll be like, wow, this is kind of amazing. And uh, I'll hang out with you all night. You know, that's the one thing of this show. When I say on the air, like, it's the same guy in person that it is on the radio, everyone says that to me. Because you can't kind of fake this level of mediocrity. Like, we didn't get together in a focus group, and we were like, what if we got this guy who makes a lot of, like, pretty smart points, but he's kind of (laughs) dumb? It's like a weird way of communicating that makes it easy to understand. You can't build this in a lab, you dig? You actually build this by avoiding lab when you're in high school and college. (laughs) Maybe if I would have went to those classes, I'd, I'd know a little bit more, you know. But the point is, I'm having the best time imaginable. You've all made it possible. So anytime we take the show on the road, whether it's next week in Oklahoma or the following week, we're going to be out in Ottumwa, Iowa. You can see me at the Bridgeview Center in Ottumwa. You can get those tickets at Ticketmaster. It's Saturday night, October 15th. When I go on the road and do these shows, it is so amazing to meet all of you. So uh, make yourself meetable if you're in any, either of these places and come hang out. Uh, but whatever you do, you know, this show is over. I don't tell you how to live your life. We have one rule. You know, God gave you Ten Commandments. I am not God. I know a guy named Jesus in the Bronx who drives a cab. So the only rule I ever give you on the way out the door, be a Republican, be a Democrat, just don't be a Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcast, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.